As a team leader, I face new challenges every day. Fortunately, I found Teams Global. Their e-learning platform makes it easy to take hyper-relevant courses like giving and receiving feedback, ownership to action, and managing virtual teams. Teams Global allows me to learn on my schedule and at a price I can afford. Check out Teams Global today at T-E-A-M-E-S-Global.com and become the leader that your team needs you to be. Teams Global has a special gift for you, the listeners of the Building Teams podcast. Use the code PODCAST10, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0, when checking out for any Teams Global course for a 10% discount on your order. Sign up for a course today. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co., where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to this week's edition of the Building Teams with Teams & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vagalis, and uh, Tracy is not able to make today's podcast. She is at the vet with her puppy, Wheezy, who everybody in the Teams & Co. audience knows how important Wheezy is to this team. So that's where Tracy is today. Um, But I am so thrilled to welcome into the podcast Joanne Louis-Paul. Joanne is the president at Strat & Ops Consulting Incorporated and is the founder of the Hudson Valley United Freelancers and Entrepreneurs Network. Joanne, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Mike? Uh, I'm doing awesome. We were just talking in the pre-show, and Joanne, you do so many things, and I'm so excited to introduce you and your work to the Building Teams community. I would love to turn it to you just to introduce yourself and, and share a little bit more about all of the really fascinating work that you do. Yeah, thank you. Hello, Teams and Co-Podcast World. Yeah, so uh, I'm Joanne Louis-Paul. I am from uh, Nyack, New York, which is in uh, the lower the Hudson Valley region of New York. Um, I'm about 20 miles north of the George Washington Bridge. And I have been working for myself officially full-time since April of this year. I am one of those pandemic pivot people, if you want to say. So I've been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years, and I was working as a manager. And during COVID, I had a lot of time to think because things were very slow. And uh, yeah, just started to think a lot about how I want to spend my time. So I took the leap in April. And um, since then, it has been a very interesting ride. So I'm a musician, and so I joined a couple of bands since April. I uh, am a copywriter, uh, so uh, I do freelance work with that. I also am a sales and marketing professional, so I do freelance work with that. I am the community manager for Hudson Community Incubator based in Hudson, New York, which is uh, like a Catskills region, like close to Albany. So that's really interesting. And... Really, what I'm at the very, very beginning of is starting a community center in the county that I live in, Rockland County, uh, that'll just kind of help fill in the social services gap, focus on supporting and serving underserved and overlooked uh, pockets within uh, the county, while also offering really great 
programming, uh, musical, art, and educational programming for everybody. Um, but the focus was really for like the kids, right? Because they're our future. So that's what's going on right now. <laughs> well, and you have the Hudson Valley United Freelancers and Entrepreneurs uh, Network as well, which I'm I so do. excited to learn more about. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, you're doing me, you know, a couple things. And Joanne, what what's so fascinating to me is that this is all new. You started this in, did you say April of April. this year? Yeah. So April of 2021, Joanne makes the pivot. Walk me through that decision to walk away from what you've known. And, you know, you're not taking, you know, a small bite of the apple. You're, you're, taking the whole thing and and you are doing a lot. So um, first of all, congratulations. Um, everybody on this podcast, uh, Tracy, myself, Claire behind the scenes who our listeners know, and, and you, Joanne, you, we're all entrepreneurs. And I think each of us has come into that in a different way. I, I'd love to hear your thought process in deciding to to take that leap of faith. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so like I said, uh, 2020 gave me as well as everybody else a, a lot more time to kind of think about things like my life, my day to day, um, my time, right? And having being able to kind of have that break, and I didn't realize how much I'd been going and going and going for so long until everything stopped. It, I just thought it was normal, like I'm just working and it's normal to be really busy, right? And it's normal to be running from one thing to the other, like, right? That's just, it's like I had, didn't have time to really think about that. So I had all this time to think about and just really realized, yeah, like, what do I want my life to look like? And, uh, and I knew that I wanted to be able to use my talents. I'm an untraditional person in, in general, right? Like, uh, I do have many interests and, and things like that, but I do have an ability to take those interests and ideas and make them reality. But I am somebody who really needs to be engaged in what I'm doing in order to do that. Otherwise, I really am not motivated. Um, I'm not motivated by money. So salary isn't enough. Um, so it's important for me to, yeah, I wanted, I realized that I wanted like the choice of how I spent my days, like how I, how I made my money, who I worked with. And because I do have many different interests and ideas, just something where I'd have flexibility until I found like my life's work, you know, kind of sure. a thing. So uh, I'd been at that restaurant for three years at that point, like earlier this year, made it three years. And I didn't like I wasn't uh, ready to totally make the leap. So I tried to do like this, like transition. I tried to transition my role from like, the communications director at the restaurant was really just a glorified title, but I wanted to take that and I wanted to pivot into this consulting role because I knew the business so well. And it's this great business that just needed some work, like particularly around culture and customer service. And I knew that I knew exactly what it needed. And I knew that that uh, would require not being uh, working a 10 hour shift, right, as a restaurant manager. And so I tried to make the transition with my boss and I had a pitch deck and I like, you know, had my whole presentation, but I kind of knew he wasn't going to see the value in it because I just knew that the problems that were going on culturally within um, the organization were endemic. They'd been there a long time and it'd been, it's something that I'd been trying to fight for a while. Um, but I just figured, you know what, Hail Mary, like, let me just do it. And if not, 
I'm moving on. And so I moved on, but I moved on with the confidence of like, yeah, you know, I know that I can help people. I just need to find the right people who get the value of what I'm doing. So walk me through how you how you think about that, because at Teams and Co, we do really similar things. You know, we, we come into organizations, work with leaders to do a current state analysis and point out, you know, he, here's what's working well. Here's what's not working well. And a lot of that is based on, you know, feedback and data, qualitative and quantitative feedback, where we can use that to help leaders see their organization in, in a new light and then work with them to craft a, a plan to get from their current state to a desired future state. And it sounds like you were doing a lot of that work on your own in your old organization. Can you walk me through how you're working to do that in in other places and in other organizations and 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 help your um, your clients that you work with to, to do the same? Yeah. So I've actually I, I've gained a lot of experience. So I'm um, a lead facilitator for an accountability group. It's called whatever mm. it takes. And uh, I joined it just as a participant last year, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I'd had a friend who had who he'd been involved with it for like 20 years. He'd invited me twice, but uh, the meeting happened when I was working. So as soon as I stopped uh, working at the cafe, I was like, yeah, let me let me start this group, uh, start participating in this group. And then uh, the next cycle that we did, they asked me to, to to come on as a facilitator. And so through that experience, I'm continuing to learn so much about like group dynamics and like energetics and um, creating space, right? Like creating a container for people that is secure and safe and has like a balance of productivity and kind of like what we would call like a it's like based off of Carl Jung's quadrants right like so or, or archetypes right so a warrior energy right like let's get this done let's keep it tight let's keep it crisp but also like having this kind of lover energy because we're people right so we need we need all of those parts kind of seen and 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 addressed um so taking just those dynamics into, for example, my bands, right? So that's, those are many organizations. And uh, every group has a mix of personality types and people who lean into one area naturally more than another. So some people are just naturally very um, warrior and very like, okay, let's get through these tunes and we only have two hours. And you know, and there are some people who are more lover and like, hey, it's music and it's fun and let's just enjoy each other. Right. And you need both. Right. Because it's like we're working musicians. So it's not enough for us to like each other. So <laughs> it's really finding like sitting back. And whenever I enter into a new organization, whether it's my band or um, this the community manager work that I'm doing for this incubator, it's about sitting back and observing like what's going on already and and how people are interacting with that. And then finding my spot. Um, and sometimes there is a very clear vacuum for me to to step up as leader. Um, and then other times there isn't, right? So it's kind of like, it's looking at the group and taking it for what it is, seeing where I fit in and seeing how I can support others, you know, in their kind of natural roles that they're doing, like without having such a like, hi, this is what I'm doing kind of a thing. It's just kind of what I do. Right. So I kind of I play off of other people and I see where I fit in. I think there's a couple of really important points there that remind me of some other conversations we've had on this podcast. So one is the the concept of just team formation. And, you know, it sounds like you, you're experiencing this in multiple facets of your life from 
the musical world to being a community manager to uh, starting and organizing this this other group, which I really want to get into here here in a moment too. But this concept of you know a group forms and then it, you know it's forming, storming, norming, performing, and yeah. it forms. There's usually some sort of tension in most groups as they come together and different personality types and different uh, people who value different things and operate differently and have different communication preferences and things like that come together until the group develops norms and operating practices. And this is how we're going to work most effectively together as a group. And then finally, that that organization's able to to hit a spot of true performance. So it, that was one thing that, as you were talking, I sort of uh, resonated with because we talk about that with organizations all the time and how to help groups get past the storming phase into a, a place where you can be more productive in defining uh, operating norms as an organization. The other thing that jumped to mind is you saying, you know, sometimes there's a vacuum where there is a need for a leader and other times there's not. And that reminds me of, we, we had a conversation with a group uh, here in North Carolina called District C, and they've got this whole model called teamship. And the concept is we're taught how to be leaders and everybody aspires to roles of leadership. When in reality, there's a lot of times where most of us as people, our, our highest value role in a group is not actually being the quote unquote leader. It's being a really good teammate. So those are a couple of things that, that, that sort of jumped out. Join, I'd love to hear more about sort of your, you know, maybe we'll start with the forming, storming, norming, performing. You know, how have you seen that process in any one of these various applications that, that you have, whether it's at the band or, or working at the incubator or, you know, I know you were mentioning before the show about this huge Facebook group that you're the, the, the manager of. Yeah. So let's see. Um, so I do want to talk about the Facebook group, but I don't think it's totally, it, uh, connects with what you're asking about this yeah. in particular. Um, but what did come to pop into mind when you were uh, asking the question was, um, uh, the band I've been with the longest. So it's a reggae band. And, um, after 2020, two of the members left or actually during 2020, no, no, earlier this year, earlier this year, they left. So there was like a little bit of crisis, right? Because it's like, things are starting to open up again. And, you know, uh, restaurants and venues are starting to hire bands again. But it's like, it came back huge, because everyone was just so desperate for it. But it's like, but we're not ready to enter that world yet, because we're in transition now, right? So we replaced those two bandmates very quickly, actually. But then there was kind of like, um, just dealing with like the uncertainty of it. Right. So like you're saying that kind of storming phase of like incorporating new people and that changes the dynamic and, you know, you get into a group chat and, you know, and, and all of that. And I think for that in particular, it's like, I found the need, you know, if you want to kind of maybe reframe leading, right. It's like, so there's the leader, Right. But then in something like a band, unless there is an actual defined band leader, right, there isn't really a defined leader. But I chose to lead in being um, positive because I felt like that's what that needed. What we needed during that transition period was like optimism and, hey, you know, like perspective. Right. Like I know that all the gigs are happening right now, but let's accept where we're at 
and 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 appreciate that. And so and so I think that that helped, right? And and to your point, you're right. Like you can't have everyone be a leader, right? Like there needs to be a team, right? It's important to have like a clear head, right? Uh, of where like the buck stops here. Um but everybody contributes to the culture and the dynamics of the group, right? And so everybody can kind of find their area of leadership if they recognize what their strengths are, how it contributes to this particular situation and lean into that, right? Yeah. Because everyone, like you said, everyone has different skills and things like that. So uh, if, if you're a, a what a square peg trying to fit into a round hole, like it doesn't help you and it certainly doesn't help anybody. So, Yeah. And it sounds like you've been on a really interesting journey of self-reflection where you've been more thoughtful about your own strengths and, and where you fit in. Can you, I'd love to hear, you know, sort of that process for you and any recommendations that you have for our listeners to say, you know, we're, we're all in uh, a, our own journey, trying to understand what are the things I'm good at? What are the things I'm not good at? And, and ultimately, what's the best places where I can use my time, my talents, my treasures, my energy to make the impact that I want to to make in this world? I'd love to hear any advice that you have for our listeners based on what you've learned about yourself since taking, uh, you know, the plunge into this wi- wild world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I've always kind of been self-reflective, but um, I think what's important is what I started to learn what I wasn't good at. So I was like, I've always been very cerebral, right. But the emotional side, I was not very in touch with. Right. Mm. So that's what this accountability helped me with accountability group helped me with like recognizing feelings. So I, I feel like that's a good place to start for anybody. Right. Is like recognizing when you feel something and that that was triggered by something and just stopping for a second and asking yourself, why do I feel this way? Right. Um, we all have moments of frustration and things like that that can be annoying. But when we find something that really bothers us, like in someone else, for example, it's usually pointing to something back in us. So I think that's the biggest thing that I have found um, maybe in the last year is taking these different, um, maybe not so positive human reactions uh, or interactions. And if I find myself feeling some type of way about it, reflecting on what is this pointing back to me? And that helps with group dynamics and things like that too, right? So that you're not over-personalizing things and things like that. And you can have more, it builds compassion, it builds empathy. But as far as like the work world and trying to figure out that, you know, your place in it, it's really about like finding out what you naturally enjoy and love, you know, what would you do for free? You know, just sit, like sit and have a thought exercise with yourself, right? And just what if I, if money was not an issue and I could spend my time doing whatever I wanted, what would I do? You know, just list all of it, you know, and you'll start to see where the juice is, you know. And I think that culturally, like in America, we're not really taught to necessarily like lean into what we really love. Like as children, we're asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But really, life starts to show us very quickly that it's not really about like, your dreams is, you, you know, you got to make a way for yourself in the world. You need money. You got to buy a house by the time you're 30. You need a car. You have to retire. You need savings. So dreams get, you know, relegated to like 
oh, that's child's child's play or something like that. But that's like who we really are. And I think that uh, when we do work that engages the parts of us that we naturally enjoy and make us feel alive, and then we're not really working. And then that's where innovation comes from, because you want to think about this throughout the day, even though you're off the clock. You know what I mean? It's like, because that's where that, that that's where my most innovative ideas have come from. It's not from necessarily the okay, this is my Hudson Community Incubator block of time. And so I'm only mm-hmm. thinking about HCI right now. It's like going for a walk or in, in the car or something like that. That's where your ideas come from. Engaging in the world and, and seeing what people need. You know, that's where innovation comes from. So yeah, I would encourage people, if you haven't already, start to think about what it is that you really love. What are you really good at? What have you always been good at since a kid? You know, were you the kid that everyone came to for advice? You know, maybe you have a counseling gift. You know, if you're the kid that uh, people always came to for protection, you know, then maybe you do have these natural leadership qualities. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's there's so much. um, I think that all of us can relate to that, you know, where we're all of us when we've been in situations where we've been doing something that, you know, we don't have any intrinsic inspiration towards or or passion. It just. I mean, it's just a slog. And I think most of us have have been there. Uh, On the other hand, there is this very real reality where we all do need to earn a paycheck and, you know, put a roof over our heads and food on the table and and all those things. I'd love to hear about how you balance that both of those. And maybe you can talk about how do you do bring your passion and bring who you are as as a person, all those things that you know about yourself into your work in these different aspects, you know, maybe you can help us understand a little bit more about the work that you do at the Hudson Community Incubator as the community manager, where, where you know, I, I imagine it's part of your role to build these connections and, and be a person that brings people and organizations together. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, I guess for your first question about how do I balance like pursuing passion and paying the bills. Um, so personally, I have like a little safety net, which is Grubhub, right? So that's like my controllable, I need a couple hundred bucks this week for this thing. Let me drive for Grubhub, right? Because it's totally autonomous, right? And yeah. um, And so there's that. So there are things like that. It's also different, right? Like I'm single. I don't, I'm not a mother, right? I don't have um, other people depending on me financially, right? That kind of a thing. Um, So what I would say to those people who are maybe um, uh, in a position, not in a position to just kind of like jump um, is to start to plan your transition and making time for it, which is hard. You know, that that's the, that's the thing that's hard too. It's like, we really have to like, set up our lives in a way where we can, we're not so busy. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. even like, uh, right. Like, like this year was the first year that I really wanted to like embody, um, like the energy of the seasons because we're natural beings. Right. And so everything else in nature kind of slows down in the winter. And in America, we are expected to produce at the same level all year round without a break or more Q4 holiday season. That's been ready for year end. Oh yeah. This is uh this has not been a slow season for, for many of us. Right. Right. And that can be difficult. Right. But also it's, um, 
even if you can't uh, control what what your work is demanding of you, you can still find other ways to kind of um, slow down, right? Like look at your time. How am I spending my time and what can go by the wayside for at least the next few months while I really like start to figure out like how I am going to make this transition out of here? Because if you really want to make the transition, you, you just have to take the time to plan for it. You know, it may take a year or two, but at least, you know, it'll happen. Right. So um, a lot of people, if they have a full time job already, will kind of start like a little side hustle, you know, and I, I like I always recommend doing like the smallest viable action, like just start. Right. Like that's that's a big thing in uh, working for yourself is like you just kind of have to start because uh, you have to try out different things and not everything is going to stick. Right. So if you wait until all conditions are perfect to make the to make the change, um, it may never happen. And uh, and you don't have to stop your current job now to start putting your passion out there, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen with it anyway. Um, so that's what that's what I would say as far as like a balance is concerned is like, it's okay that if you're still doing work that is not necessarily uh, so life giving, but it's, it's providing income for you. But take time, make time for yourself, gift yourself the time, even if it's just you know, an hour a week or something to just sit down and think about like, what do I, what, what do I want? How can I be of best use, you know, and how can I start to do that now? It, like in the smallest, most non-committal way, you know, is there one person I can charge to do this thing, you know, to do this consulting thing, right? Like if you're a, if you're a, a marketing consultant and maybe you're doing marketing work for a corporation and you have aspirations of starting your own agency, you know, find one client find one client and have them be your beta person, find a friend who needs your who needs your help and isn't going to be super rigid with you if you don't have everything figured out for them or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Because you just never know what will take hold and like move you away. You just don't know what opportunities are available and you st until you start like navigating out into the world. Yeah. So just to recap it again, just a couple things that I, I hear there is one, be thoughtful and be planned. You know, t taking a big leap from a place of security to a place of risk, which a jump to entrepreneurship is, uh, requires planning and it requires an acceptance of that risk and putting other, you know, recognizing the need to control certain aspects of your life. And you can do that in ways like you're doing with with Grubhub. It also is I, I like the idea of starting small, starting with in a in a place of trust where you can, you know, you know, test your own skills and strengths out. So, and I know it sounds like you're doing that as a social media uh, marketer for a friend of yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He just approached me. So it's like, I put it out there. I'm very active on social media as it is. Um, but I don't necessarily advertise myself as like, I don't ever have like an ad that says like, Hey, hire me for your social media marketing. I just do it. Right. Yeah. And that's, and, and this, and my entrepreneur group really is like, that's my business card, right? People, somebody wants like my resume on my ability to organize people in a community. Well, here's my group, you know, yeah, like people, talk, talk us through, I, I know you were, you were sharing more about your, this huge Facebook group that, that you manage yeah. um, before the show. Um, yeah. But can you get, maybe just give a brief overview of, you know, what you started, why you started it? 
the yeah. growth that you've experienced and sort of what, what you do in, in your role in, in that organization? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as I was saying uh, in the pre-meeting, um, in January, I was still working as a restaurant manager, but I wanted to start to make the transition into entrepreneurship. So I did what I just uh, advised. I kept my full-time job, but then I just started looking for some freelance copywriting work. And uh, I got a contract. And then towards the end of the contract, the person who hired me didn't want to pay me, right? which is a common, common issue in freelance contracting world, but I had never experienced it before. So my instinct was to go to my local Facebook community groups to ask the people in there what their advice would be on how to handle the situation. And I did get some really good feedback, but in my search for uh, advice, I found that there was no cohesive community of uh, freelancers, entrepreneurs, contractors, like a support system, like anything that did exist that I found on Facebook was very much like a bulletin board where everyone was like screaming into the void, like hire me, buy my products, here are my cookies, here, you know, and that's not a way to create community. So I realized that I needed a community of entrepreneurs and freelancers around me to help me through the transition. And so I just started it. I was like literally just laying in bed on my phone and I just started it. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, you know what, even if this group has like just 50 people, as long as those 50 people are like a solid network of, of, of people that I can lean on and we can help each other, I'd be happy with that. And it just started to grow. And, and since January, we now have a little over 1300 uh, members. Um, and People are excited, you know, and I, I was always excited when I first like anytime anyone interacted with me, I was just really it's like, oh, my God, there are really people here. Um, but yeah, that that group is really important to me. And it's like I don't really have like a very clear end goal for it. Like, I don't know that I necessarily need to like monetize it like in any particular way. Um, in, 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 in a lot of ways, it's just so easy for me, you know, and it's also it's a service. I feel like it's a service to other people and I'm a big um, champion of like give to others, you know, and you'll like, you'll get it back, you know, don't worry about like, you know, I'm really, I've never been like a transactional person, you know, that's why I almost feel like I was kind of like made for this time in history because before all of this, it just, yeah, the, like the work world was just never um, appealing to me because, partly because of that, right? It's just like the, the human connection and the service, right? It's, it's everything up until now has been like, let me puff myself up and show you that I'm the best so that you hire me. Um, and it's kind of like a scarcity model, right? It's like, I don't know, the world's so abundant. There's, there's room for everybody and their gifts and everything like that. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm going off on a tangent now. But yeah, that's why I started that group. <laughs> and, no, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's really, I, and I think it it speaks to when you, when you're able to get that sort of organic traction and and growth so quickly. Um, I think that speaks to the fact that there is a a need and and people are seeking the type of community that's not transactional, sales oriented. It's it's more how can we work together as a as a community to to help each other solve. Uh, common problems. So I think that's yeah. that that speaks to something that all of us are are looking for in the space of innovation is where are there voids and how can I use my giftings or my time to step into that void and create something of value. 
Yeah. Um, so the, the the word that struck out to me or stuck out to me rather uh, in the pre-show as you were talking about your role, y- these various roles and different things that that you're doing um, was bridge builder and building bridges and connections between people, between organizations. Um, so I'd love to hear how you think about yourself as a bridge builder, sort of in these various facets and and maybe what that looks like in in just a small vignette you know, in the band world, how, you know, how do you use your talent as a bridge builder in this Facebook group as a community manager, as a member of your community? Um, and, and do you think that that word makes sense for you? That does. Yeah. A bridge builder. Yeah, exactly. Because it's connecting two different independent entities. Right. And, um, yeah, bridge maker, uh, builder, matchmaker, right? Like it's, and like you said, prop, like problem solver, like you, you said, right? But with people, like bringing people together, how do I do that? Um, I speak to people. I speak to people and I listen to what they need. You know, um, that's like my area of gifting, right? Is really like people, like people, like counseling, communication, you know, that kind of a thing. Diplomacy, like that's kind of, that's my area. I just, I listen to what people say and they're like, oh, I need, you know, I need somebody to, you know, make this necklace for my sister. Oh, hey, I knew a, I know a jeweler. Like, I love that kind of stuff. You know what I, I just, I love that. I love connecting people. And I think, yeah, I approach it a lot, like kind of how you touched upon it, like as a problem, like what's the void here, right? There's what's, what are the problems here in my community and in, in, in society, whatever. And what does it need and how can I help? And it's really about taking like what, what I'm doing, whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it's the music or the incubator and finding the people who need it, right? It's just matchmaking. Like, this is what we have. Okay. Who needs it? Right. Like, cause again, like I'm like, I'm a natural salesperson. Like I love, like I love sales, but like not in a, not unless I really believe in what I'm selling. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm selling. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to feel like I know you need this and I know exactly how it's going to help you. And let me tell you how this is going to help you. Like that's the kind of sales conversations I like to have. And so, and I also feel like it's the easy way to do sales, right? I feel like a lot of people like beat their head up against a wall because they're just, they're maybe not sure exactly who it is that really needs their services. They're just casting a wide net and hoping that the graphics or the copy will entice people. But it's like, no, you need to find out like where the need is. So. um like for uh I haven't been doing that so much with the bands just yet, but like for example, one of the so I'm in two reggae bands and a rock band. One of the reggae bands, it, it's very different from the other, right? And so it's very niche. Like reggae's already niche, and then there are still subcultures within reggae, right? And so it's finding those people who um who already love what we're doing and doing it for them and then keeping them like through social media. Like social media is great for not only connecting people, but like nurturing those relationships and keeping them going and building them organically. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, yeah, that's, that's essentially how I kind of go out into the world as far as bridge building, whatever it is, whatever little, even as I'm just walking down the street, if I see like a little sign, like, oh, there's some service being given, like, even if it has nothing to do with me, I might just take a picture of it and share it to a local Facebook community group because I'm helping whoever whoever's running this event. I'm helping them get the word out. I'm letting my neighbors know what's going on in the community. And the more that I do those kinds of things, people start to, uh, 
I started to become more visible in that way anyway. And then that's where, like, for example, my my drummer friend who came to me, he came to me, right? I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't doing a, a, camp, a marketing campaign about uh, doing social media marketing for musicians. He's just aware of what I do. We're friends. And so he came to me. And, and that's kind of like how I want all my jobs to come, you know, I don't know, it's kind of like, just very organic, like, I just want to be able to just do what I do and have people see it. And like, when it resonates for, with the right people, they'll come and they'll find me. My job is to make myself visible, so that people are aware that I'm here. But I don't ever want to feel like I'm like, pushing myself onto people. I want people who are like, yeah, I want to work with you. You know, I don't want to ever feel like I'm like, I had to convince you or, or that kind of a thing. So, yeah, no. And that, that is the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're able to make that work, that is a, that's a sweet world to be, to be living in for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Joanne, I, I want to be respectful of your time and I realize we've been talking here for a while, but, um, would love to just sort of conclude the conversation by, one, just inviting you to to help our listeners understand, like, where can they get in contact with you um, if, if they are interested in in working with somebody with your dynamic, you know, skill set and, and bridge building sort of life mentality? Yeah. So find me on social media um, uh, at Joanne about town on Instagram, Joanne with an E, all one word um, on Facebook. So my name, Joanne Louis Paul. Uh, and we'll could, post the links to to these as well in uh, in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, and I also I, I shared my uh, my LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm going to be honest; I'm not super active on LinkedIn. So really, the best way to 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 connect with me is through Facebook uh, or Instagram. You can join the Facebook group if uh, if the Hudson Valley United Freelancers and Entrepreneurs just add me as a friend, and I'll add you there. Even if you're outside of the Hudson Valley region, it'd be really cool to let some some outsiders, quote unquote, outsiders in to kind of see what's going on and, and see how they can contribute as well. Cool. Well, Joanne, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you on this Same. podcast. We we really appreciate you joining. And to all of our listeners, um, we thank you guys for for continuing to, to check in with us. On your way out, be sure to hit us with a like, a thumbs up and a subscribe. That really helps us to grow the podcast. So I uh, just appreciate everybody for for tuning in. Uh, everybody from the regular uh, Building Teams podcast and everybody in Joanne's network who, who I hope is listening in as well. So uh, be sure to tune back in next week and we will see you all then. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice.